0: And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. On the phone line with me today is the Reverend Bill Shishko.
1: Hey, Dan. Good to be with you
0: again. Bill, it's really a pleasure to have you here. And you know, in one of our previous discussions, Bill, we got into a really interesting discussion regarding disconnecting enough to kind of rest up a little bit Uh, It's so hard with our cell phones and computers and pagers and everything to disconnect in our society, and we're wearing ourselves out. And we just started to touch on the subject of the Christian Sabbath, and we said, hey, we really need to have a follow-up discussion about that. So maybe you can get us started today, Bill. Um, I'm sure that uh, as a pastor this is near and dear to your hearts, and and maybe you can help us understand better appreciate the Christian yeah. Sabbath,
1: yeah, I appreciate that Dan I, I think we need to keep in mind it 's near and dear to god 's heart <laughs> when, when we realize that God ordained the Sabbath uh that we call now the lord 's day uh, for our good uh it, it must be a grief to him do one of the texts in the Bible says that that people forsake their own those who follow vain idols forsake their own mercies and in our culture at least in in this regard the vain idol happens to be the self people live for themselves and and they are literally and this is not exaggeration they are destroying themselves by flouting the sabbath I, i had Heard on, uh, if you don't mind me mentioning a competitor of yours, CBS Radio, a few weeks ago. I think it was when I was shaving and I was listening to the Good Life Report, which was hardly about the good life. And the, the lady that, that spoke about this was was saying, talking about how people take their whole weekends, their Saturdays and their Sundays, of course is a secular station, obviously, and and they, they work harder than they do during the week. They come mm. they come into work on Mondays, and they're exhausted. And what she intimated, but didn't have time to develop, is literally this is killing people. So that was kind of a, a backdrop to this, and I'm glad we have the time to, to deal with it. Um, I, I think Dan probably the, the in this first segment here really important for people to realize the Sabbath is not something connected with law that that has nothing to do with us. The Sabbath is what's called a creation ordinance. And in Genesis two, at the at the culmination of the Lord's work of, of creating the world in six days, in Genesis two one through three it says that God took that seventh day and sanctified it and blessed it. Uh, he enjoyed his work of creation. Um, and then, when when the commandment is given in, in the moral law, and the Ten Commandments given in two versions, actually in Exodus twenty and in Deuteronomy five, in Exodus twenty, it is we remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy because in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and seas and all that are in them, and rested the seventh day, and that becomes the pattern for us. Now now, in the Deuteronomy text, Deuteronomy 5, it, it, we are also to remember redemption, there was a distinctly redemptive aspect of the Sabbath for Israel, but, but for, for this purpose, we're dealing with uh, the Sabbath as a pattern, pattern on God's creative work. And, and it's very interesting, Daddy, even this morning, in my own Bible reading, I was in Exodus 16, I was striking to me, especially thinking of this interview, whole, a whole chapter in the Old Testament deals with how, with the manna and the quail given to the Israelites for six days, of course they were to gather the six days twice as much on the 6th, mm. and then on the 7th they were to rest. And it's striking that for 40 years, Israel, like learning your multiplication tables every week, Israel learned, you keep the Sabbath day holy, you keep the Sabbath day holy, mm. Sabbath day. I mean, that's how how much that was ingrained. And then let me just throw this other one in, and then you can interact with me. Um, it, as you mentioned in our last interview, it's striking in Mark two and verse twenty seven when Jesus is dealing with the Sabbath. He does not say the Sabbath was made for Israel. He said the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And and frankly, even unbelievers have realized the importance of a day of rest. So so that's how fundamental this whole matter is. Well, yeah, I
0: just can relate with everything you're saying in terms of getting worn out. I, I guess maybe I'm overly sensitive to that right now because we're trying to juggle so many um, demands here at the station. Sure. Um, and one area before our break that particularly interests me is... Um, you know, there's some, there's many of us who are trying to cut out some some rest time and you know worship with the people of God, and yet sometimes there's um, legitimate needs and and works of mercy and uh, necessities that have to be taken care of. Can you just quickly yeah, touch
1: on yeah.
2: that be- before before sure, break? Sure, good
1: question. Of course, here you have Jesus was of course uh, rebuked by the Pharisees of his day because he. He healed people on the Sabbath, and, and Jesus said it's lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Uh, I always use the illustration, if you're driving to worship, which is which is really the highest calling that we have as God's people, and you, you're you driving along, and here's a lady on the side of the road, she's got a flat tire. Well, if you can help her, you stop and help her out, because the Lord delights delights in mercy. Um, things like nursing, going to nursing homes and, and, and ministering to people. They're even having people into our homes uh when they don't have another place to eat those are all things certainly that we do on the lord's day. The trick though is to keep in mind that it is supposed to be a day of rest and stopping it, i I read the book by uh, uh by Matthew Sleeth, who's a medical doctor um, it's the book is called twenty four six A Prescription for a healthier happier life The, the theology, the Sabbath, in it is terrible. But the, but the emphasis on a day of rest is magnificent. And he says at one point, stopping is a problem for humans. We, we really, and, and see, that's because of our idolatry of self. We really believe we are captains of our own souls, masters of our own fates. We determine our own destiny. We even determine our own blessing, and so what we do is is we do what even God didn't do. Mm. God, God at least rested one day in seven
2: and yeah. enjoyed
1: His work of creation. In our idolatry, we won't even do that, and it is it is destructive. It, it is it is it is manifestly it kill it kills people.
0: Yes, that is so very true. Well. On the phone line with me today is Pastor Bill Shishko, and we're talking about the Lord's Day, and um, we've touched briefly upon some of the tremendous benefits for the people of God to have this one day in seven set aside. And you know, Bill, that that reminded me of of an old scripture verse from Isaiah uh, 58, verse 13, where it says, if you...
1: Yeah, magnificent text, Dan. Thank you for reminding me. That's one we can't be reminded of too much. I think sometimes the language of seeking your own pleasure can can be grossly misunderstood by people. Both the Word and the context has nothing to do with delights. Just, obviously, you delight yourself in the Lord, but your own pleasure is basically, I'm going to do what I want, and
2: yeah. God's
1: good pleasure is His will. The other thing that's profound in that profound passage, the heritage of Jacob is salvation. We, we, I mean, Jacob and his family, they, they were, Jacob was an elect one, and Jacob was blessed. Mm. And that's how serious this is. I mean, I, when I pray, as, as I, I don't do it as much as I should, but when I'm driving to worship on the Lord's Day, and I, I pray, seeing people, businesses open, and so on, yeah, you know, I remind myself people are not. They're avoiding the words that give them everlasting life. Mm. That's how serious that
0: is. Mm. You know, yeah. there is something else here that just popped into my mind, Bill. And I remember years ago. Um, you know, I worked for a, a major corporation and then eventually uh, got laid off after about thirty years of service. I, I do recall what it felt like taking a vacation. Um, let's say I would take two weeks off. Uh, and then I would come back and I'd have this pile of work. Or one year I actually took three weeks off and it was just downright torturous to come back because I got so far behind. But I do recall, I don't quite remember the context, that there there was one or two occasions where the whole plant would say, we're shutting down for a week. Uh, we're yeah. not, you know, don't bother coming to work type of a thing. Yeah. And that was wonderful because everybody stopped, you didn't get behind, and and I'm thinking that's just a real practical uh, illustration of just imagine if if perhaps uh, God moves in revival and reformation in such a way that the people of God expand. There's more and more Christians, and Christians that, that really want to uh, spend their time and worship with God's people, and spend their time refreshing their souls for a whole day. What a blessing that would be sure. for all of society!
1: Oh, absolutely, and of course, that's uh, we 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 can still. Those of us who are older can still remember days businesses just did not open on Sundays, yeah, uh, because and they gave everybody a day of rest, whether or not the people went went to church. Although church going was more common, yeah, and and of course here you see sadly with businesses. Businesses making idols of themselves and their profits, and they'll and they'll run roughshod over their employees for the sake of making money. Yes. So I think that concept that you mentioned is wonderful as it is. It, it, I, I think it's probably precious rare in the <laughs> business world today. Yeah, you know, Dan, that, that point, you know, delighting in God, I, another area where I think people, um, I hate to call it a stumbling block, but but where where people swallow hard, they think of the Sabbath. In a kind of a legalistic way, and, and, and it's, you know, if you smile on, on on Sunday, somehow you've sinned, or you know, it's very dark and morose. And and there, sadly, even within our own Reformed and Presbyterian community, I think we've hurt ourselves a bit. But what what is revolutionary, for in a good sense, with individuals, families, churches, is to grasp that in the New Testament, it's not that God has done away with a day of rest. God has transformed it by the resurrection of Christ on the first day of the week. And even the way the commandment is written, six days you will labor, and but the seventh is the Sabbath, has written in it, not that it has to be a Saturday Sabbath, the way say Seventh-day Adventists teach, but there's a pattern of six and one. And, and, and in the New Testament, because Christ is the Lord of the Sabbath with his resurrection... On the first day of the week, he brings in a whole new age, which significantly is a Sabbath. The 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 eternity is called a Sabbath rest. Uh, the the text that, that is so significant in this um, is in it's in Hebrews beginning at verse 7, and it goes through chapter 4 and verse 10. The Israelites, the rest in the Old Testament, was entering into the land of Canaan. It was a, it was a picture of entering into glory, and of course Israel was disobedient and unbelieving and didn't enter in. But then, at the end of that section, uh, the writer of Hebrews says, so then there remains, the word is sabbatismos, a Sabbath-keeping for the people of God, for whoever... Has entered God's rest, has also rested from his works as God did from His. Mm. Now there are, there are different views of verse ten. One, one view says that we'll enter, we enter into God's rest when we're saved, and and, uh, and 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 basically the Sabbath is just a reminder we rest from our works. But that's that's respectfully that's not what the text says. Whoever has entered God's rest is entered eternity. It's those those who've trusted in the Lord who rested in Christ and they are now in God's rest is is actually going back to that creation account, what God did in his day of rest. it, it was a picture of what eternity is, and of course then they rest from their works. Oh Lord, haste the day. <laughs> that's why we long for the rest. But then he, he precedes it by saying, there remains a Sabbath keeping for the people of God. Mm. Because of this eternity, and, and what, what the writer of Hebrews is getting at, that term Sabbath-keeping is used in the Old Testament for keeping the Sabbath. What, what apparently in, is in view here um, is that the one day in seven, the Sunday that we take now as a day of rest, is meant to be a foretaste of our everlasting rest. As a pastor, I emphasize this all the time. I'll say it's a the Sabbath is a preview of coming attractions, or the Sabbath is an appetizer of the full meal to come, or it's a foretaste. And we pray about that, and God makes it that. So, what happens on a, a biblically structured Sabbath, Lord's Day? You worship God. It is it is the occupation of eternity. In eternity, our worship and our and our our labor will pretty much be the same. Uh, but that's that's for another day. But mm. we worship God. We we do rest. We rest from our labors. We rest from toil. We focus on God and His grace. We're going to be lost in wonder, love, and praise. Heaven's a world of love, where everything we do will be a, a work of love to others. And and that God and, and there's a delight in God as the text you read in Isaiah. When when our Sabbath Lord's Days are structured self-consciously so that, as it were, we dip into the, the things of eternity and bring them into that day, that will transform everything that we do, including the decisions we make about how, how to spend that day.
0: Mm, that's beautiful. It, it's glorious, glorious. I, I like, um, you touched on it briefly, the, the notion that of keeping in our minds that this transformed Sabbath is tied to the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Um, And (laughs) in, in broadcasting, we have a program we carry called the Lutheran Hour, and their custom as they begin their sermon is, they'll say, the Lord is risen. <laughs> Correct. Oh, excellent. <laughs> you know, sure. reminding the people of God that, you know, we're here because we serve a risen Lord, and that's also, by the way, why we meet today.
1: Oh, absolutely. And of course, they, they, with all due respect to those who want to hold to a Saturday Sabbath, they they miss the literally universe transforming of uh, meaning of Christ's resurrection on the first day of the week. Mm-hmm. He He Brought in a whole new age of everlasting life and joy and blessedness, and 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 that of course that will be culminated in, in what we call the night yet or eternity. But the Sabbath keeping here says, take that and let it inform, and we should kind of work this out a little bit. Inform what you do when on on a Sunday you worship God and, and remember that Christ mm-hmm. is raised from the dead.
0: Yes. And uh, another thing you said that I that resonated with me, no pun intended, was this idea of a foretaste of our everlasting rest. Oh, that's that's blessed, and um, that is the kind of thing that rejuvenates the soul and even sure. the physical. I think even the physical gets rejuvenated in, in oh, this model.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, in a, in a well-structured Lord's Day Sabbath, which is probably the best. Term to use because if you say Sabbath, people think you're a Jew, um, but you don't want to throw that out because of the of the, of the weight of the word. I mean, in our mm-hmm. in our case, what we tried to do, even with our children, when we when children were little, Saturday nights about six or seven o'clock, we would. We would pretty much quit things now, as I think I told you in my last program, when I turn off the computer at 7 or 8 o'clock on Saturday night and get ready for the Lord's Day, I, I feel like a Pentecostal shouting hallelujah. <laughs> 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 but but we'd get ready, we'd get our clothes out, we'd get the, the meal ready for the Lord's Day so we could just heat it up and so on, try to get some more uh, more rest in the evening get up, and, of course, worship on the Lord's Day. And, and I know a lot of churches don't have evening services, but there there is a pattern of morning and evening sacrifice mm. in the Scriptures. And uh, so the morning worship, the fellowship time with Bible school, and so on. I think our challenge is, is, is obedience in any area, was <laughs> trying trying to show hospitality on the Lord's Day, which we love to do and fellowship around the things of God, and at the same time get a nap. Um, and, and I think for families, you also have to balance this out. There's going to be some Sundays where you say, we're not going to have people over, mm-hmm. so that we can come home, get a quick meal, don't cook a huge meal on Sunday, do it on Saturday. Thank yeah. God for the gift of crock-pots, right? Yeah, and and, I, and, and exactly.
0: Rest. And I, sure. I've got a piece of advice for, for the women out there, and that is, I, I know how it is a little bit, having been married now for a while, uh, the wife feels that you've got to have the home in perfect order to have people over. And yet, I've been to other homes where if the hospitality is there, it doesn't matter if there's a little dirt on the floor, if there's clutter around. What matters is that a loving family has invited you over, and and you're having fellowship together, a little bit of food, and if it's a little in disarray, who cares?
1: Course, you are a man saying this, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I I must tell you, one it is was literally one of the most memorable Lord's days I, I've ever had. I was asked to preach up in Canada, mm. and it was a Reformed church where they had a very very high view of the Lord's Day. Mm-hmm the family that invited me over for lunch, it was a farmer, and his wife actually assisted a farmer with his wife. They lived in a trailer, and I think they had three children. We're mm. going back over 20 years now. <laughs> she put out a tureen of this wonderful soup. She'd made some loaves of this terrific bread that was just homemade. It was excellent. And peanut butter. <laughs> and we sat, and that was the lunch. But what was, what was wonderful, I asked the, the, the young man, um, I said, "Give me, give me a biblical view of your work in farming."
2: Yes.
1: And Dan, for about an hour and a half, he he talked about the glory of God in creation. It was magnificent, <laughs> and I thought, "See, it's that kind of a thing." You know, we're delighting ourselves in God table conversation. Yeah. Um, I mean, what's better than talking about God in His yes. world? And of course, that builds one another up in our faith
0: as well. Mm. Well, Bill, this is great. I've been looking at the clock here, realizing, oh no, our our little discussion is just about over with here. Um, maybe people feel overwhelmed even as they consider, oh, I know, I'm not, uh, I'm not there yet. I'm not um, uh, enjoying uh, this Lord's Day as I should. Maybe just a simple starting point. You know, yep. maybe just a first step for that person that. Sure kind of wants to move in this direction, really wants to move in this direction, but realizes that he's got all this baggage. Yeah,
1: sure. Well, I think I'd be, the commandment begins with remember the Sabbath day, with good reason. It's easy, it's, we get so caught up in our work, it's easy to forget it. First thing to do is on your calendar, whichever kind you use, you write down the Lord's Day. You might just even want to put in stop the Lord's Day. <laughs> and just uh, i mean make that a as strict a matter of conscience as you can have mm-hmm. and if you're the head of the home you're going to explain that to your to your wife to your children and so on but that's where it begins remembering the sabbath day yeah. and and then and then from there structuring it by all means corporate worship there must be that yeah. the activities of the church where you fellowship and you revive there um, uh, works of mercy, where you're able to do them, uh, certainly works of necessity. I mean, if you have medical needs and so on, they've got to be tended to. Mm-hmm. But, but I think the big thing is, right, the delights of eternity over what you do on Sunday, foretaste, appetizer, and and uh, maybe even there a pastor can help work people, work through with people what they do, so that at the end of that day, you can say, we really had a foretaste of eternity today.
0: Well, praise the Lord. Today we've been talking about the Lord's Day and how blessed it is for the people of God. On the phone line with me has been Pastor Bill Shishko. And if you do wish to uh, correspond with Pastor Shishko, just use the email address here at the station. It is ministry at org. And Bill, thank you so very much for joining us today.
1: My pleasure, Dan. God's blessing upon you and the wonderful work of Redeemer Broadcasting.
0: (laughs) Well, praise the Lord, Bill. The Lord bless you, my brother. And uh, to our listeners, please join us next week at this same time for another edition of A Plain Answer.